Okay, as we begin, the, now we're going to jump right into the learning for Rosh Hashanah. We're on Ayin Gimel. Um, this is the thing that I, th- I know that we would love to know that we, what we have taken care of is that we won't get bombarded by thoughts that we don't want to come into our mind during Rosh Hashanah. That's one of the main, main things. One of the, one of the hardest things to go through is when the Baal Takeh is standing there, blowing away. And in your mind, every evil thought that you ever thought of, Dafka then shows up. Now it's brought a lot in this form of that. Why Dafka then? Dafka, these moments where it's the, the, the ultimate moments of Kedusha, the machshavas, you, 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 the thoughts, you, you, don't, you don't even want to think about it on a Tuesday in November, you know, especially not on Rosh Hashanah, especially not on Yom Kippur. You don't want to think about these thoughts at all. Ayin Gimel. You don't want to think about it at all. But especially in Rosh Hashanah, you don't want to, you don't want to think about these things. That's exactly why. Huh? That's exactly why. If I'm the Satan, that's what I want. More than anything. More than anything. Correct. I don't want a Tuesday in November. I might get canceled also, but I want now. More than ever. More than ever. And obviously, the Irbu Vasatan plays a whole role in Rosh Hashanah, trying to confuse the Satan for many different reasons. However, uh, what we would love to do right now is, as a hachana for Rosh Hashanah, is to make sure that we can do whatever we can, all the proper preparations, so that our thoughts can be pure and clear, and that we have a chance of getting through a yantiv, getting through the highest moments of Hamelech HaKadosh, without, without the, the, the interruptions, without the static, without the, the thoughts that we, we never want to think about, especially not, especially not on Yom HaDin. Especially now in So if Yaakov Meir says like this, we're in Ein Gimel, HaAmlacha B'Rosh Hashanah, the crowning that takes place in Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah Hoyom Briyas HaOlam, Hayom Haras Olam. Rosh Hashanah is the day of the creation of the world, <coughs> the day God Harat Olam, the, the, the day God gave birth to the world. But really, you know, that's not true, right? Because when, when, when was the birthday of the world? Chofei. Okay. What's Rosh Hashanah? Yeah. It's the day that man was created. It's not the day that the world was created. So he's going to explain this. Even though the beginning of creation was already on the 25th of Elul, nonetheless, the Torah has determined, the instituted, that the, the Holy Torah instituted that Friday, the sixth day of Bria, the day of the creation of man, would be the head of the year. Why? Why Dafka is that? We learned that the Ikar, most important component of creation, is man. Why? What makes us so important that on the day that we were created, it's as if the whole world was created? And this next sentence is key. It's, it's, it's key to understanding exactly the whole Indian. Ikar Abriya uba Adam kevan because man has in his ability, in his strength, to crown Hashem as king. What would be if no one ever came into this world to actually crown HaKadosh Baruch Hu as king? It's a very weird, it's a very interesting concept because why does Hashem need any of that? But we know the concept of Ein Melech Beloi Am, that a king without an am, what is he what is he exactly a king over? What is he what's the shaykhs of the kingdom if there's no am? So he's saying man comes to play that role of saying it's almost like 
and again, this is all kiviyachal, so to speak, it's very dangerous to say such words, but without man coming into the creation and then having the power to do what he's supposed to do of mamli Hashem and crowning him as king and saying hamelech, it's almost as if you could ask, what, what, what did you create this world for, God? It's mamish for you and I. Well, for you and I for what? Not just to, it was for you and I to do the job of what we're supposed to be doing on Rosh Hashanah. And that's hamlach hasamelech the crowning of the king, like we learned in Shir a few weeks ago. In Lubavitch, they called the Rosh Hashanah Yom HaKoronatia, uh, which means the day of, uh, of coronation, yeah. yeah that's, that, that's what they refer to. Everyone has their own day of Rosh Hashanah. That's what they refer to it. Da'achen chazina, we see she'adam ha'rishon kodem achet himli chasashem isbarach alabriya ba'ofen nifla. We see that when it comes to Adam ha'rishon, before he sinned, he crowned HaKadosh Baruch Hu over the creation in a wonderful, wonderful way. From Tehillim, the, the Tehillim that's attributed to David HaMelech before he ate from, this, from the tree is this Indian of him calling out to all the rest of the creations of the world saying, let's all come together and bless Hashem who created us. And in this way, man also had a Kadosh Baruch Hu become a, a, a ruler over all the rest of the Bria, all the, the previous five days. It brings down there also many different names, different ways, in which, in which Adam Arisham, what was he busy doing? So the midrash, there's a lot of weird midrashim of what he was busy doing with all the other creations that were already created until then. A lot of very freaky midrashim, actually, about what Adam Rishon was busy doing. But one of the main things that Adam Rishon was busy doing was that he was bringing the Indian of malchus, of kingship, of crowning, of rulership, of leadership. He was bringing that on to everything else that existed before him. He was on a very, he's on an exalted level. It's amazing how much we give him a bad rap. For I guess the Torah gives him kind of a bad rap because how much positivity do we know about Adam Arishon? If you had to, if we were asked, what do you know about Adam? Was he one of the good ones or one of the bad ones? Well, I don't know. Let's see. From the moment that he interacts with human beings, what's the first thing he does? Blame. <laughs> then what does you know? What does what does he exactly do? He blames Chava, he, he sins. Well, that's what we know, but Adma Rishon. He's the most holy man. <laughs> the Kotzke Rebbe said, Alavai, we could daven tefillas ni'ila, the same way that Adma Rishon ate from Chet Etzadas. Right? Just to put things into proportion, right? Adma Rishon had bedaga gvomad, he was on a very, he was an exalted, exalted level. Shayadir asob ba'olam hazeh uba'olam ha'elion, kamo misheyesh labayit ve'aliyah. His... The way that he was living in this world with access to Olam Elion was like a person that has like an attic, like in his own house. He was the vitality, the life force of all worlds. But the exaltedness of his level But what made him truly special was that he was the first one to bring Malchus into the world, and that he brought Hashem Yisbarach to be a king over the creation. That's what made Adam Adam. Okay? So on Rosh Hashanah, what are we busy doing? 
we're doing the same exact thing. Bezrat Hashem. That's that's the avoda of the day. If there's any avoda of the day, it's the inyan of v'yitnu lecha kesem melucha. They'll bring before you, and 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 remember, you're looking. In, in, obviously, also in the Seis Mitzvah, the holiness Hamelech Hakadosh Hamelech Hamishpat. Even in Shabbos night, when we say Magen Avos, we say Hamelech Hakadosh Shein Kamahud. That's kind of, whenever you can bring in the union of Malchus of kingship into the equation, it's there. It's important. It's very, very important for that to be a main focus. Ubichlal, Ika Ma'elas Kol Adam. When he crowns Hashem upon him, man, when any man brings Hashem upon him as king, that when you teach your son, your friend's son Torah, it's as if you gave birth to him. It's as if you made him. That's what Chazal says in Sanhedrin. Why? The fishemisha in Batora. If someone that doesn't have Torah in his life, it's as if he's not even really created in this world. So therefore, one that teaches a person Torah Vadas, it's as if you, you fulfill that person's creation. It's as if you actually gave birth to him. That's the whole Indian of here, of where we see that people, you know, the Indian of Hakpada's covered for your Rav. Now, there's all these different chilukim about how much kavod you have to give to your rav versus your father. You know, the Chazal speak about these different chilukim. But based on this is that until you have Torah in your life, you're not even really a creation. Mata. You're nothing. Yeah, you were physically born into this world. But you're just walking around in the extent of your life. For us, it's just the fact that you're breathing, but nothing more than that. When you teach someone Torah and you instill Torah into them, it's as if, you know, you, they're years. Why? Because now they're really created. You're causing them to really be created at that moment. So, on a, you know, just to pause for a second, when we hear the, the, the what day are you blowing? You're blowing both days or just one no. day? It doesn't even discuss me. Yeah. One, the first day. That first kia, that first kia the us will blow, at that moment it's ki'ilu asal, ki'ilu There's It's as if without that v'yipach ba'ap of nishmas that breath of life, we still weren't even a, a creation. And every year that cycle refreshes itself every single year. Um, actually, just one second, I wanted, to, I wanted to ask it over here. Okay, we'll do a little bit more. We find that when Yitzchak blessed Yaakov, his son, Amar lo ve'yiten lecha elokim, Hashem should give you. Uba midrash ve'yiten lecha elokuto. The midrash says that it means Hashem will give him your Hashem will give you his godliness. Now, don't freak out here that this might sound not Yiddish because it, it, it kind of doesn't sound too Jewish in the beginning, right? That Hashem will give you his godliness. The midrash says, what does that mean? That when Yitzchak was blessing Yaakov, he's saying, God should give into you what, what it means to be godly. This is the greatest bracha in the world. That God's godliness should go into a person. Only when that happens, you actually have mamish in you. You have something in you. 
And when you, this happens, you merit this world and the next world. So what does it mean? What do you guys think it means to have a bracha of godliness be inserted into you? How would it manifest itself? What do you think? That you shouldn't get so damning yourself sometimes. That's a very positive Canadian outlook of not being too pessimistic about life. That... Okay, what, why is that, though? Like what Rav Rifkin said last night, Hashem is always with you, he's, part, he's inside of you, and, and, you know, like anything that's given to you or any challenges, you can get through, because you have, right. you have like a wingman. No, I'm not a wingman. No, no, no. You have, like, someone, yeah, you right. have someone who has your back. Right. So essentially, I think what, what I'm getting from you saying is that you have the ability to stop defining yourself with the dark side that you identify that, that, you, that you see that you see in yourself. That you don't identify. That's not your definition anymore, which we, we so normally do. Uh, we do on a, on a unfortunately on a normal basis where we identify ourselves and we define ourselves with. With the non-godly part that's from above. But when the godly, but when the elokus is inserted into us, and I'm, I'm aware of it, then I realize that's the only thing that really makes me me. The other stuff is not really me. Now he's going to say over here, a little bit later on, that the per, a person that lives with this elokut inserted into him, what happens to him then when a machshavara comes into him? It's not me. It doesn't have any control over me. I don't. I don't identify myself with this, so it's not. It doesn't take over me. I don't identify. It doesn't become my ruler. I don't miss Rosh Hashanah anymore. Meaning, I don't. I don't miss out on, on Rosh Hashanah anymore because those thoughts don't define me. They're not me. So this inyan, this is what the shofar is doing. It's the bracha of Yitzchak to Yaakov. It puts into you godliness, and you are, and in a certain way. It's, this is, it's saying to you, this is you. This is, or I would say even further, this is us. That's better than just saying this is you. It really does tie in with what Rizkin's Jashem. This is us. This is the two years. This is you and me together. So those bad thoughts, will they stop coming to you? Maybe yes, maybe no. But, but a way to conquer this Indian of what it does to us completely overtakes us. I don't know if it ever happened to you. I once struggled. One Rosh Hashanah. I was chazan in Australia. Every second of Yantiv was torture. I hated it. I couldn't, it was, it was, I was having the worst thoughts about people. And I'm wondering, what in the world is, this is Meshaga. So I remember saying to myself, okay, wait a second, wait a second. Let's go down to basics, break everything down again. What's the mitzvah sayyam of Rosh Hashanah? What's the, what's the only thing I know for sure I have to make sure I do? Here, huh? That's what I have to do. But how? How do I do that? By you being I keep thinking that in my mind now, the whole discussion here, is that by us being who we are, then we can be but, what it, but now we understand what that means to be who we are. To be who we are right. is to be the real Elohim. Right. right. But how do you do that? So I said, I said to myself, okay, this is like, I'm, just, I'm begging you right now. I'm just going to listen to the chauffeur. I can't think of anything else. And I just remember that was the only thing I had to do. So I just listened to the chauffeur and I was able to continue diving. It was a miracle. 
But now we're seeing why that is. Because I have to stop identifying, my, like we learned from Rav Arush, that today's biggest of Zara, which conquered the world to a certain extent, especially us from Yidin that are, are trying always, we're always working on ourselves, what has really conquered the world? Self-persecution. Self-persecution. The shofar, the Indian of the day, comes to tell you, this is who we are. We. This is who we are. And this is, when you make me king over you, and you know that's what you really want, then when a machshavara comes, it has nothing on you. Nothing. It does nothing to you. It's, it doesn't mean that they stop, it stops happening, but you don't freak out as much because you realize you do not identify yourself with this. It's a very foreign object to you. It's not the real you. So on Tuesday, Bezrat Hashem will continue, we'll be learning inside, seeing how these inyan of the machshavot ra'ot continue to be the ikar avoda of the day because if Rosh Hashanah is the rush of the year, then the first machshavas that you want of the day and of the year are really going to be the ones that set the tone for the rest of the year. And that's why really the Kedusha's machshava is really the most ikar avoda of Rosh Hashanah, the Kedusha of the machshava. Perhaps that's why in Breslev they don't even, you know, if you've ever been to Uman on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, you'll see, no one really talks. But that's not such a big Indian because they're in Shul from 6.30 to 3.30 anyway, so it's not such a... So, but it, it, is, it is a very big deal to keep, make sure, because our Diburim, our Diburim have such an influence on us. Our speech very much dictates also our thoughts. We want to make sure that our thoughts are kept pristine, clear, and pure. So we, we minimize as much as we can to make sure that the Rosh of the year, the head of the year, on the level of Machshava, sets the tone for the rest of the year. That's only one of the Indian. There's many other Indian as well. All right? All right, if you can, if you have the Sefer, please bring it on Tuesday, okay? Yeshua Koach, everyone.